Hey, this is Dr. Eric, and I just want to let you know about my gut healing bundle for those with thyroid and autoimmune thyroid conditions. This includes SMT Probio, which is a probiotic with 18 well-researched strains, Enzymes Plus, which not only includes digestive enzymes, but betaine, HCL, and ox bile, and SMT GI Restore, which is a stevia-free formulation that has multiple nutrients and herbs that have been proven to help support the healing of the gut. To learn more about this, you can visit guthealingbundle.com. Hey, this is Dr. Eric, and in this Q&A episode, I am going to answer the question, can too much exercise trigger Graves' disease and Hashimoto's? For this question, I'm going to refer to a blog post I wrote in August of 2015, and I'll include a link to this blog post in the show notes, which you can check out by visiting saymythower.com forward slash overtraining. So I'm taking a look now at my blog post, Can Too Much Exercise Trigger Thyroid Autoimmunity? And I start off by discussing some of the benefits of exercise, how moderate exercise seems to offer a protective effect on the immune system. I mentioned how while strenuous exercise can theoretically make someone more susceptible to an upper respiratory tract infection by temporarily suppressing the immune system defenses, moderate exercise can actually protect against upper respiratory infections. And I also mentioned how exercise has effects on both the humoral and the cellular immune system. And then I go on to discuss the potential consequences of excessive exercise and talking about cytokines of the immune system and how overtraining can affect these cytokines and properly functioning immune system. You ideally want to have a healthy balance between TH helper 1 and TH helper 2 activity, TH1 and TH2 activity but certain factors can affect these pathways and make someone TH1 or TH2 dominant. And I go on to mention how most cases of Hashimoto's are TH1 dominant conditions, whereas most cases of Graves' are TH2 dominant conditions. However, this can vary. This isn't always the case. And the only way to know for certain is to test for the cytokines, which these days, not a lot of practitioners do. Back then when I wrote this blog post in 2015, more practitioners would test the cytokines. I still would say not a lot of practitioners even back then, but now even less practitioners test for the cytokines because there are limitations to such tests and it's also expensive. And then I go on to mention how does exercise specifically affect the cytokines and the TH1, TH2 balance and an exercise of moderate intensity seems to cause a slight shift towards the TH1 profile, thus reducing inflammation, reducing the risk of infections and I give a reference for this. And I also mentioned that it appears that acute exercise as well as chronic moderate exercise shifts the immune response towards a TH2 profile. And again, also include some references. And then prolonged intense exercise may shift the balance towards TH2 and to an even greater extent. And so what this is saying is that short bouts of intense exercise and chronic moderate exercise slightly shifts the immune system towards a TH2 profile, and excessive exercise seems to shift the immune system balance too much towards TH2. And then I go on to say that since most cases of Graves' are TH2 dominant conditions, that this would suggest that excessive exercise can potentially be a factor in the development of Graves' disease. Of course, in those people who have a genetic predisposition for this condition, not gonna get into that here, I have discussed a triad of autoimmunity in other episodes where there are three factors necessary for autoimmunity to develop, and that one of those includes a genetic predisposition. And then I go on to mention how the Th1 immune system response offers protection against pathogens such as viruses and bacteria. And so the shift towards Th2 
can actually make the person more susceptible to an infection, which could be a potential trigger with either Graves' disease or Hashimoto's. So excessive exercise might trigger Graves' disease or be a factor in the development of Graves' disease by shifting the person to a TH2 dominant state. But it also might indirectly lead to a condition such as Hashimoto's by making a person more susceptible to viruses as well as other infections. And then I go on to discuss more about excessive exercise and infections. I mentioned secretory IgA, which lines the mucosal surfaces of the body, including the gastrointestinal tract and the respiratory tract. And I mentioned how it plays an important role in providing protection by binding to pathogens, including viruses. So it is a first line of defense against pathogens. However, prolonged strenuous exercise can cause a decrease in secretory IgA. And I give a reference for that in the blog post as well. And that decrease in secretory IgA can in turn increase the chances of the person developing an infection. And then I go on to mention the impact of excessive exercise on the cardiovascular system, which I'm not going to discuss here. If you want to read that, definitely check out the blog post. And then I talk about overtraining and adrenal insufficiency and how the chronic stress that results from overtraining can also cause problems with adrenal glands and can even lead to adrenal insufficiency in some cases. Now, I did include a reference to this, and I'm not going to get into the reference, but when I think about adrenal insufficiency, I'm thinking about a condition such as Addison's disease, which is another autoimmune condition. So in most cases, overtraining is not going to lead to a condition such as Addison's. It definitely could put a lot of stress on adrenals, and we know that that in turn could be a factor in development of Graves and Hashimoto's, but just wanted to clarify here that even though it's in the research, usually it's not going to be that bad. But I guess it also depends on how much someone overtrains. If someone keeps on overtraining and they're doing it for months or even years, and maybe it could potentially, I mean, if it could lead to an autoimmune condition such as Graves or Hashimoto's, then why can't it potentially lead to a condition such as Addison's? So I finally wrap this up by discussing how much exercise is too much. And I mentioned if you're engaging in moderate aerobic activity, then you should be able to hold a conversation while exercising. However, you might not be able to hold a conversation while engaging in high intensity interval training, although you shouldn't be working out at very high intensity for longer than a few minutes continuously. And I just talk a little bit about high intensity interval training, which I'm not going to get into here. I'll let you check out this blog post, but I'll say here, listen to your body. And one thing I should have said in the beginning, which I did not say in the beginning, and I might have mentioned in other podcast episodes, but prior to my diagnosis of Graves' disease, I was overtraining. So I'm pretty sure that was a factor in the development of my Graves' disease condition. I just think I wasn't listening to my body at the time. I was exercising really hard. I was, at the time, trying to lose weight. And eventually I did lose more weight than I anticipated due to the Graves' disease, which I know not everybody with hyperthyroidism loses weight, but I was one of them who did lose weight, but I was intentionally trying to lose weight. I was exercising, dieting, detoxifying, and I was definitely overdoing it. And so if you're exercising and if you're out of breath while exercising, that definitely is a sign that you're overdoing it. I can't say that was me while I was exercising, but another sign is after you exercise, if you're wiped out, I can't say I was completely wiped out. It's not like when I exercised, which I did at the gym at the time. These days, I still work out at the gym, but I work out more at home. I have equipment now at home, whereas then it was exclusively at the gym. 
And I can't say once I was done with the workout, I was ready to collapse at the gym, but I definitely wasn't in a position where I could exercise more. And so these days when I exercise, I usually exercise an hour. And if I absolutely had to, I could work out another half hour, even maybe 45 minutes, but I'm not pushing myself to the point of exhaustion. And you don't want to do that. And like I said, it doesn't mean that you're ready to physically collapse right after exercise. But yeah, just like I said, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to know, but listen to your body, pay attention to your body. And I'll add that if you have hyperthyroidism, whether it's Graves' disease or toxic multinodular goiter or a different hyperthyroid condition, you probably don't want to exercise too much anyway, because you probably have an elevated resting heart rate. And even if you're taking antithyroid medication to manage it, a lot of people would not only hyperthyroidism, but Hashimoto's have compromised adrenals, which we talked about a little bit during this episode. And if your adrenals are already compromised, again, I would definitely not overdo it. I wouldn't be running. I wouldn't be doing really strenuous exercise. And again, this is coming from someone who has been exercising for a few decades now. I mean, quite some time. I'm 50, As I record this, I'm 52 years old and I've been exercising since I was a teenager. I would say regularly since college. So again, what has it been like 30 plus years? And so it really is a bummer when I can't exercise, whether it was due to graves back then or I've had some broken bones. I mean, either way, it's it's not fun and really challenging when I can't exercise as I usually do. But just keep in mind, it's temporary and you're doing this to further improve your health. You're scaling back just to get to the point where you have restored your health and it's gonna take time to accomplish that. So that is my response to the question, can too much exercise trigger Graves' and Hashimoto's? The answer is yes, as I mentioned, the effects that too much exercise overtraining can have on the immune system, the shifts in the immune system, and then also overtraining is a type of physical stressor, and both physical and emotional stress can trigger thyroid autoimmunity. So I hope you found this Q&A episode to be valuable, and as usual, I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And to get your free thyroid and immune health restoration action points checklist, visit SaveMyThyroidChecklist.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to let you know about a product called Hepatomune Supreme, which is a unique supplement that has a rare combination of N-acetylcysteine, also known as NAC, milk thistle, and schisandra to support the liver. And it also has a few mushrooms that can help support the immune system, including cordyceps, which has both immune modulating and adaptogenic properties and is great for those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's. To learn more about Hepatomune Supreme, visit SaveMyThyroid.com forward slash liver support.